Welcome to this edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams. Joining me is Joe Henderson and, of course, Ira Kaufman. Gentlemen, the topic of the week seems to be one Colin Kaepernick, someone who, you know, kind of got himself in a little bit of trouble with the league and with some of the fans. Your thoughts, we'll start with you, Joe, on Colin Kaepernick, because I know Ira's got some serious thoughts on it, too. But we'll leave him to we'll leave him to hit clean up on this one. So give me your thoughts, Joe. Well, um, here's the thing about Kaepernick is you can disagree with his expression, but the people who are calling him un American over this are totally missing the boat. Now, I wouldn't have done what he did. I'll uh, stipulate that up front. But the right of freedom of expression is protected in this country. It is in the First Amendment to the Constitution. So if, if that's how he chooses to express himself, uh, you know, he's perfectly within his rights to do that. Having said that, there are consequences. And it's, it's going to cause a lot of people to never forgive him, I think. And it may... At this point, I guess we don't know whether he's he's going to make the 49er roster or not. But they may just decide if they were wavering one way or the other whether to keep him. They may go, you know, we don't need this, and and cut him loose. And that is would be their right too. Uh, you know, you're not going to get thrown in jail for making the kind of expression that he did. But that doesn't mean that there uh, there won't be a pushback. How about you, Mr. Kaufman? Jim, the first thing that strikes me is that this is the first time that anybody's talking about Colin Kaepernick in about two years. Uh, the guy's been a bum. Uh, now, having said that, Jim, you will remember better than anybody. Mm-hmm. He did scare the bejesus out of your Ravens in that Super Bowl game. Um, oh, yeah. I believe it was in New Orleans. Uh, that was the game with the power outage. Um yep. And Kaepernick, when that game ended, mm-hmm. the Ravens were uh, holding up the Vince Lombardi trophy, Jim. But all anybody was talking about was the future of Colin Kaepernick. Now, right. he looked great. Now, Joe, I want to make this point about Kaepernick. Uh, when you want to expound on social issues, as you pointed out, which is his right, and nobody's arguing that. Mm-hmm. But, Joe. You love these words like prescient, and I'll give you one today. Gravitas. And Mr. <laughs> Williams, Mr. Williams, I will suggest that Kaepernick lacks the gravitas to weigh in on Black Lives Matter or, or any other social issue and, and be taken seriously. Uh, to me, this is like Howie Mandel weighing in. He's a nobody. Um, and I, by the way, I think he's very misguided, guys. I may get in a little trouble for this. But when he talked about black bodies being on the street, the first thing I thought I thought about was the city of Chicago and not necessarily, you know, uh, police brutality. So if he was talking about what's going on in inner city Chicago, I, I'd give him a lot more credence, guys. Well, I think it, it's it's the message and the messenger. It always is the message and the messenger. Um, 
in the case of Kaepernick, as you said, Ira, he, you know, he's a star who once was, and right now, as Joe said, is hanging on to a roster spot. He made a choice to, um, he knew, I don't think anybody, you know, no one in the National Football League doesn't understand that when the national anthem is being played, the one thing that the directors, it's like in director 101 handbook, uh, <laughs> you pan both sides, sidelines and, and watch for people who either are attempting to mouth the words or, or in some way psyching themselves out or doing any number of different things. The last thing you expect to see is someone totally sitting down and paying no attention to the national anthem on the bench. Um, unless of course they're hurt or something. But at, uh, at this particular point in time, I think that Colin Kaepernick uh, decided he was going to make a stand. And I, I honestly don't think Kaepernick was doing it for publicity or anything along those lines. I think that was what he felt. And um, he did so, but there are consequences, Joe, as you said. And I think for the consequences for Kaepernick is that those who don't like him are gonna like him even less. And those who do like him, uh, you know, are going to probably take a second look at it. But uh, I do believe that if he does get cut, as is the case in the National Football League, where they tend to overreact to everything, um, this time they'll probably overreact to this and and um, and give great pause to to signing him to a uh, another club. Hey guys, uh, tell me if I'm mis misrepresenting Kaepernick's position. I know Henderson will. Uh straighten me out in a minute if I am. Uh, Joe, am I right in suggesting that his remarks basically boil down to America is, is an inherently racist country, uh, or am I overstating that? No, I, I think you're, you're certainly in the right zip code on that. And um, that obviously racial tensions are, are, as high as they've been in in year and decades maybe in this country and it's a valid issue to discuss and if he wants to uh, choose this form of protest like i said that's his right however i would point out and i i don't think i'm going to get much pushback on this that you're never going to get real far uh if you're if you start ripping your country in this uh, manner because at the end of the day we are all Americans and we all pull together to find a common solution and when when somebody wants to issue a a blanket condemnation of their of their country in the way Kaepernick did you've got to expect uh, hostility in return and that's what he's getting and I think that's totally fair I think too, Joe and Ira, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong in this case, we are incredibly hypersensitive at this point in time. So for Colin Kaepernick to choose this opportunity to do it and to do it on a stage like the National Football League, it might not have been, I, I think for his, for what he's trying to do, clearly he got his point across. But uh, when the country is as, as racially charged as we talked about, it may not have been the best place for him to do it under that circumstance. Well, no. And, 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 guys, uh, go ahead. 
Go ahead. No, I was I, I was just going to say that what that does too is it is it um, bumps up against the very strongly held feelings of a lot of people in the National Football League, which pays Colin Kaepernick a pretty fair wage to do what he does. And uh, I pointed out in my column on the Sports Talk Florida on this subject that I was just watching um, uh, the HBO series Hard Knocks, right? Right. And there is there is uh, Jeff Fisher, uh, the coach of the Rams, mm-hmm. going through addressing his team before their first exhibition game. And this was before all the Kaepernick flaps, and nobody knew about it. And Fisher was was instructing them how to properly stand for the national anthem. And he emphasized the point by saying, now, guys, this is a thing with me. I just think it's what we ought to do, show respect, mm-hmm. and, and so on. And uh, that belief is very widely held in that league. And so now, you know, Colin Kaepernick is a rebel. We'll, we'll soon find out if he's a rebel without a team. You know, Jim, uh, Jim, the three of Come us on. weighing in on this issue, I think we all understand uh, how somebody could say, well, you got three old white guys trying to talk about the degree of racism in America. And I don't think any of the three of us are, are saying it's not a serious issue. Uh, no. If you got a if you got a bad cop, uh, throw him in jail. I mean, you know, don't don't exonerate the guy. Um, but my point from previous is, you know, for all these isolated incidents that that we hear about so much, uh, people are dying, you know, on the streets uh, in big numbers every day. Um, and I'd like to see a little more focus on that. Uh, rather than some rogue cops that um, seem to be uh, the, the focal point of, uh, of Kaepernick's points. Well, and again, I think the other part is we heard on the Sunshine Boys podcast on uh, sportstalkflorida.com and blogtalkradio.com is that neither, none of the three of us said that Kaepernick did not have the right to do it or that it was wrong to do it. All we're saying is that there are ramifications for doing what he did and certainly doing what he did considering one thing that Joe mentioned and Ira you talked about it before as well the 32 people who own professional football teams are pretty much 32 of the most conservative people on the planet so to do this at the national anthem is not winning points with the owners or the league by doing so. And so it's not like, for instance, a LeBron James and the, the guys who go out and practice um, during, um, you know, during warmups with a Black Lives Matter t-shirt on uh, right. and say nothing, but just do it with, um, by wearing a, a warmup situation. He could have just as easily come out to, warm up in a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and spent the entire time on the field warming up. And I can assure you all the video time would have been, you know, talking about that situation and he didn't have to sit down during the national So there are ways. Yeah, but what, what's interesting about that, Jim, is that the NFL 
and Ira will, will agree with me on this, if he comes out wearing anything other than regulation NFL uniform, he can get fined. Now, they'll fine him for that, but they won't fine him, you know, for not standing during the anthem. And I'm not saying they should have. But it's, you know, we, Ira, back to your point on uh, police officers dying in the streets and people dying in the streets. Yeah, that is a, that is a societal issue that we have not gotten a handle on, and it deserves as much attention as we can give to it. But attacking the flag gets gets into an area where you're going now, wait just a doggone minute. Because, you know, I think about all the service men and women who've given their lives defending that flag and defending Colin Kaepernick's right to protest. And again, show some respect for that, you know, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that, that he didn't um, at least have those thoughts, but it comes across as you're kind of spitting on those people. And that's a very, very bad message to even think about sending, you know, that flag represents a whole lot more than what Kaepernick uh, made it out to be. I think Jim makes a strong point, Jim, that shouldn't be forgotten. And I happen to agree with you. Uh, this is not a publicity stunt for Colin Kaepernick. It's not. Um, it, it, he's not a talk show host who doesn't believe half the things he says. Uh, so it is coming from the heart. I don't agree with his message, guys, but but I think he's genuine, and, and you got to give him that. Absolutely. And, you know, recently the um... – I don't know if you guys saw it, but recently the there are a number of WNBA players who came out with Black Lives Matters t-shirts. They were fined by the league, and then the fines are rescinded because they felt that again the the you know the player the players made the argument that you know they have the right to you know didn't do it during a game they did it during warm up that they had the right to uh, to voice their opinion and they made the voice you know and again. They have the same situation. The NFL, you have to wear what you're supposed to wear. And uh, they were fined for it. So, you know, they got the fine rescinded, but they got their point across as well. And I guess the bigger point, guys, and we'll get into this after we take a break, but the bigger point is are athletes, entertainers, people who are outside of activism, are they and can't, should they? be allowed to um, to use their platform, and the platform in this case is sports, to um, advance whatever their cause may be from Black Lives Matter to, um, you know, uh, issues with Flint. And there's a lot of people who've done that in Michigan with regard to the water situation there. So there's all or supporting kinds of, a or supporting a candidate, Jim. Exactly. Supporting a candidate, supporting a candidate with the, you know wearing some, a bandana of some sort, all that kind of stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, let's uh, let's step aside. You're listening to the Sunshine Boys podcast right here on Sports Talk Florida and Blog Talk Radio with Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson. I'm Jim Williams. We're going to step aside, pay some bills, and be right back. Welcome back to uh, part two 
of our Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host, with Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson. We opened up with our conversation about Colin Kaepernick. Now, let's take it a little further, guys, and that is sports has been, without question, over the years, a place where it has been commonplace to have an opportunity to uh, voice your opinion on a number of different subjects going all the way back to the 1932 Olympics and, you know, Jesse Owens in that situation with, uh, you know, uh, Marty Glickman staying home, but Jesse Owens going forward and, and uh, the goal was to show up, you know, um, Adolf Hitler in those games. There was the 68 games we talked about with, with uh, John Carlos and the rest of those guys. There's been a number of different opportunities over the years where sports uh, and, uh, and entertainment have had uh, an impact on um, bringing social issues to, uh, to the forefront. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Is, or should be, maybe it's a better way of putting it, should sports be an area where if you are, um, if you're a star or even if you're not a star, that you have an opportunity to bring forward some uh, key issues of the day? Joe, I mean, I sure, like why that. not? Joe, yeah, just, yeah, because, Joe, just, just because you're in sports and entertainment, Joe, I, I don't think you can put on somebody and say you can't weigh in, whether it's uh, Beyonce uh, or LeBron James or Jim Brown. Um, but, you know, you know what strikes me, Joe, is uh, usually it's a star. Uh, usually it's somebody that's accomplished something. Uh, who cares what Lindsay Lohan, Joe, thinks? Uh, but people people care about what Barbara Streisand uh, or or Beyonce um, or Jim Brown thinks. So, you know, Tony Dungy, for example, Joe Tony Dungy had to prove himself a, as a big time winner before he got that platform. If, if Dungy was a 500 coach, uh, people would shrug off all his remarks about uh, diversity and minority hiring. That, that's a great point, Ira. Um, and I would just amplify a little bit and say that I have no problem with any athlete speaking their mind outside of the realm of their sport because they do have what they feel to be, you know, an audience that may or may not pay attention to them. Um, I think they, by and large, do pay attention. And yes. most of these guys, like the ones you discussed, are very thoughtful guys. They're very thoughtful people. And they they feel strongly about societal issues. And, you know, as someone who who wrote sports for a long time and then when I wrote, uh, moved over to news, I did kind of have to, to deal with a little bit of the, uh, that, oh, you were just a sports writer crap from people that, you know, what could you possibly know about important issues? And uh, I'd like to think I proved uh, my chops there. But, uh, you know, when LeBron James speaks out on this or any of the others, I'm going to pay attention. I'm not going to say I'm going to be totally persuaded by what they say, but they do raise issues. And I do think that, uh, in particular with the black athletes, that they have an opportunity 
to to raise the kind of issues that we've seen raised uh, uh, by Colin Kaepernick and LeBron and all the rest. Absolutely, go for it. I think the platform, as we talk here on the Sunshine Boys podcast with Ira Kaufman and, and Joe Henderson, I think the platform mm. of the NBA, because it reaches so many people of color, has been something that, um, as we saw at the ESPYs this, this year, a number of different NBA players, LeBron and Dwayne Wade and others, uh, bringing to four. But it also brings the, to, the, to the question of someone we've chatted about uh, on this podcast a couple of times. And that, of course, is Tim Tebow. I, you know, here's a guy who really doesn't go out and proselytize and try to to, uh, to turn people on to uh, to religion. He just, in his own way, when he was on the field, you know, was was showing his his faith. And in some ways, I, I think that was what got him in in trouble with some of the different uh, teams that didn't want any part of of a a uh, a guy like Tebow who was a very person who wore his faith on his uh you know on his sleeve you know uh, well uh, go ahead I, 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 would, I, would, I would yeah i would just say this about tebow um because i i have had the opportunity to speak with him um several times over the the course of his career and to know tim tebow is to like him he is one of the most genuine people that you can imagine and um he is totally uh, in these demonstrations of his faith. It, that's who he is. Mm -hmm. And he's not in there, uh, you know, trying to, uh, as you said, prophesize to, to the locker room. He's just, he's doing it the right way by living mm -hmm. uh, the most decent life anybody could imagine. So I would just say this. I think, I think uh, the NFL missed the boat with this guy. Because he he could uh, help a team, could have helped a team. I don't know if he still can. He's been out for a while now. And yeah. to, to uh, the the way he was, um, I guess, shunned for being too popular, and and people wanting to know about it. Are you kidding me? Are you are you really? Are you kidding me? This uh, I, I don't get it. And. I, I'm an unabashed Tebow fan. Ira, you know, speak up. You know, Jim. One one point I want to make uh, about um, stars, whether uh, entertainment or sports, speaking out is uh, one thing we can't deny. Jim, they they have a lot of clout. Sure, they got a lot of power, um, with mm -hmm. their fans. Um, right. Alan, you know, Alan Iverson, you know, started a way that people in Philadelphia mm -hmm. would dress. And right. carry themselves, mm -hmm. um, and and Jim, you know, look, you know this better than anybody. Um, to the eternal ire of the Republican Party, uh, they look at that Hollywood elite, Jim. They look yeah. at the Rob Reiner's, uh, the Streisands, the Oliver Stones, um, and they they don't see any support. I mean, they they don't get anything, and. It's got to be driving those people crazy year after year. Well, I don't think there's any question. But, you know, Ira, you, you brought up when you were at the Hall of Fame, 
someone who has never shied away and actually even came to the to the um came to the aid of of Colin Kaepernick and that was Jim Brown. Jim Brown played football on his own terms, lived life lives life I should say on his own terms, walked away from football on his own terms and and has always been at the forefront of anything having to do with social issues. He's been a tremendous social icon. Jackie Robinson was a social icon uh, during his day. Um, I, despite many people, Ira, as you talked about, saying we skew old, at least we don't, I can't honestly say I ever watched Jackie Robinson play in a professional baseball game. So I wish I did, but I, I actually didn't. So, uh, but Jackie Robinson and Joe you know, and Jim Brown were two you know, trailblazers in that particular realm. And most of it, while some of it had to do with black issues, a lot of it didn't have to do with black issues. You know, if I remember right, Joe, uh, Jim Brown's big message post uh, football career, uh, big, big message uh, in terms of minorities is economic power, economic power. Um, <laughs> who could not? Who could knock Jim Brown's message? I mean, he was right. Uh, that's the ultimate clout is uh, economic power. And um, he's been so consistent, Jim Brown. Uh, you got to have a lot of respect for the man. He's got some issues uh, in terms of domestic abuse. Nobody knows what the real truth is. He's denying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, guys, Jim Brown uh, has that, or around him, like I told you guys in Canton, even among his peers, um, he's he's a man's man out there, guys. Well, and and Jim Brown, I think we can all agree, has pretty much lived life on his own terms. Right. And to how many people get to do that? But another point I wanted to make here about the the notion of athletes speaking out on social issues, and one of the ways that people try to denigrate them is to say, oh, you're just a dumb jock. What do you know? Well, um, a bunch of those quote-unquote dumb jocks have made uh, imprints on the political process far from the playing field. And I'm talking about uh, Dave Bing, who was a basketball star, became mayor of Detroit. Uh, Jack Kemp, Mm -hmm. a guy like Bill Bill Bradley, uh, senator. The uh, Jim Bunning, Largent, yeah. Jim Bunning. Uh, so right. these are people who Tom Osborne. There's another one for you. Yeah. He, uh, you know, well, he's just a football coach. What's he know? Well, he became a, a, a three-term congressman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alan Alan Page mm-hmm. is yeah. an associate associate justice of the Minnesota Supreme Court. Right. So I mean, you know, it's. To me, that further amplifies exactly why they should be speaking out. Most of these guys have something to say, and they have a platform, and I'm interested to what to what they have to say. Like I said, I'm not necessarily going to go, well, Jim Brown said this, so I guess I have to do it, but I'm sure going right. to listen to him. Of course. You know, uh, one guy, Joe, one guy that I mentioned to uh, Jim Williams the other day in a casual conversation, Um, And I said, Jim, one guy, you know, during his whole career, he played for 20 years, uh, one of the all-time greats, um, 
Never, never said much. You didn't know much about this guy. Now, Joe, you can't show him up. He's everywhere. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. And he's yeah. weighing in. And he's eloquent. He's eloquent. Yes, he is. And uh, ask Donald Trump what he thinks about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> might not get I mean, called him out, and, and as well he should have. Um, I I just think it's great um, because, you know, when, when, to use your example, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, okay? When he steps to the mic and says, this is what I think about this issue, well, first off, you're going to pay attention right off the bat because he's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then when he comes across with his statement, you sit there and you ruminate on it and you go, you know what? That that makes some sense. And that's really the ultimate aim of these guys and, and women when they speak out is that they're trying to make a point and they deserve to be heard as much as, as anybody else. You know, there's one person I want to put a plug in for here. And it's somebody who sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. And that is uh, Billie Jean King. Uh, Billie Jean fought hard for women's rights and equality in sports. And had it not been for Billie Jean King, the women's tennis situation would have been a whole lot different with regard to pay and how they were treated when it came to the major tournaments. And, and so, you know, as we talk about people who have affected uh, the sports that we watch on TV and that those of us have been lucky enough to cover. Uh, I just want to throw her name into the, into the mix. That That's a great, great uh, name to throw there, Jim, because, uh, and people, a lot of people don't remember this, but they remember that she beat Bobby Riggs, right? right. In the battle of the sexes. What they don't remember is that Riggs first beat Margaret court, who was a terrific player back in the day. Yeah. And that set women's had the potential to set women's tennis back, maybe uh, unrecoverable. And mm -hmm. Billie Jean stepped up and said, "Okay, you know, you want to play, Bobby? Let's play." And she kicked his tail, um, and and sort of uh, elevated the her sport uh, to the place it deserved to be. And let me throw in one more quick name here before we forget. Mm -hmm. Totally overlooked the guy, Muhammad Ali. Oh, sure. You know, has, has anybody made more of an impact than Muhammad Ali? No. I mean, he certainly, and, from the name standpoint, worldwide, no matter who you are, they, people knew Muhammad Ali, whether they knew he was a boxer or not, they knew his name. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one, one, uh, one aspect of society that likes to weigh in on social issues, guys, uh, some some can pull it off, some can't. Our um, comedians. You ever notice that the comedians all of a sudden try to get serious? Um, now look, John Stewart, guys, he, he can do it. Um, I don't I don't know that Sarah Silverman can can do it. Um, but but sometimes these comedians get a little full of themselves. Uh, try to adopt a serious tone and. and uh, and you always remember them, you know, trying to make you laugh. And I, and that's just a, that's a hard one to pull off, guys. Well, how about Al Franken, though? He, you know, he was as funny as they came, and now he's a he's a U.S. senator. So he can be a little uh, shrill. He can be a little shrill. He, he can't yeah, be. but I like him anyway. 
No, he's a good writer too. Um, you know, here on the the uh, Sunshine Boys podcast with uh, Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson. Speaking of comedy, gentlemen, I I offer up this up as a as our final takes here today. The death of of the great Gene Wilder. Phenomenal talent. Going to give you a second, guys. I'm going to pick just so that I'd like. I'm going to ask you guys what your favorite Gene Wilder film was. Um, mine, personally, I, I think it's always going to be hard to beat Young Frankenstein. But there's a, there's a number of great ones, uh, and the producers, without question. Now, that, that's I'll set the producers off by itself because that was just brilliant on every possible level. But uh, a tremendous talent, Gene Wilder, and it's sad to see uh, him go at 83 years old. And, um, okay, Mr. Henderson, a thought on Mr. Wilder? Any movie hit you with Well, him? I'll just say this. Last night I queued up and, and in his honor watched Blazing Saddles. And so many memorable lines in that in that movie that you could you could do all day um but uh i'll i'll definitely tip a hat to uh to your choice although wouldn't shouldn't it be young frankenstein right frankenstein right, exactly. <laughs> just saying just saying right, right. and frar brucker you know, people, some people love uh, the Frisco Kid. Uh, they lot of people like that movie. Yeah. And and you know, one thing about Gene Wilder, I don't think a lot of people remember. Uh, you got to be old uh, people, uh, old fogies like us. But he he had a serious role in Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. He was in Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Uh, he was he was a couple that they picked up and they sat in the back of the. The, the you know the uh, the jeep and then and Warren Beatty was driving it but uh, I gotta go with uh, with my comrade Henderson uh, Blazing Saddles uh, you know and and what what is the common denominator Jim the 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 relationship with Mel Brooks crazy oh, yeah. Mel Brooks mm-hmm. um, you know and, and serious Gene Wilder uh, they combined forces and and they had that synergy. Um, that is a perfect director-actor relationship there. Absolutely, and don't overlook the ones that he did with Richard Pryor either. There were some hilarious movies that he and Pryor did together that were uh, were tremendous. So, look, the loss of a brilliant talent. Gentlemen, uh, always a pleasure. And I'll tell you what, um, Joseph, where can we find you on social media? And you should read your Colin Kaepernick piece, which there's – it's uh, it's on both sports and news talk Florida. So if you missed it on one, you'll see it on the other. Well, the best way to find me, uh, social media wise, is on Twitter uh, at the initial J Henderson Tampa. All right, cool, Ira. Uh, you can read my columns on uh, Sports Talk Florida. Uh, they are ably edited by Mr. Jim Williams and posted. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at I Kaufman 76. Well, next time we get together, folks, you're going to want to get your pens, your paper, get your recorders together. Of course, with the situation, you can play it back many times. We're going to talk about college football. Okay. 
And if you want to know something about college football, if you want to know who's going to win the national championship, you, you're going to want to take down everything I say and throw it away. Okay. <laughs> but Mr. Mr. Henderson and Mr. Kaufman, they will, they will enlighten you. I will simply try to do my best to be a good cop, uh, you know, traffic cop in this situation. So next time up it's college football and uh, it's going to be kicking off real soon here. So uh, that's something that's what we call in the business of tease. So look forward for that one. We hope that you've enjoyed our uh, conversation today about Colin Kaepernick and also about people in the sports field getting involved in public discourse and public information. So anyway, for Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson, I'm Jim Williams. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast.